0: to have a look at it together. You might find it helpful to have your Bibles out. The page number is in the pew sheet. Let's pray. Lord God, guide us by your spirit as we seek to discover your word to us today. Amen. Now, I have two quite personal experiences of shepherds, and I'm not talking about Will and Claire here. Um, One good and one very bad. One is of a man who kept sheep near where I used to keep my horse. And we would ride out there, and regularly there were sheep that were just running down the road and occasionally injured, quite frightened. And if you rode past the field, you would see sheep caught up in the fence and lying on their sides, looking as if they'd died. The fence was really badly maintained, and there'd be barbed wire hanging about on the ground for the sheep to get caught up in. Despite all this, some of the sheep looked very well. They were quite fat, they looked sleek, but there were some that were so scarily skinny that you wanted to go in and rescue them. Some, indeed, sadly died. Now, you'll be very glad to know that this man has been kept from keeping sheep ever again. The other is much better. It is of my sister. And obviously, I'm very biased because we're talking about my sister here. But she was a shepherdess. She used to work um, on a dairy sheep farm out near Alton, quite close to here. And she had a sheepdog called Troy. And the first thing I noticed when visiting there is that sheep actually come when you call them. We always have these images of them being chased in, which is a bit of a shortcut when you've got them spread far and wide and you don't know your sheep. But if the shepherd goes to the gate, the sheep come running. And I have this wonderful image one day when we went out there with Troy, and Troy went charging up right to the top of the field ahead of us. And then he came charging down towards us really fast with the whole flock of sheep, careering after him. And I decided at that point, maybe he wasn't such a good sheepdog. (laughs) But sheep do follow. And sheep do listen and respond and come to the call of a voice that they recognize and a voice that they trust. Of course, these sheep had an ulterior motive. They were coming in to be milked and to be fed. And they associated Alison's voice with that comfort and a kind word that she always gave them. And she would count them in. And if there's one missing, she'd go and find it, because sometimes there was. Sheep have a bit of a habit of straying and getting into scrapes. And she knew each sheep by name. She knew their characters, which ones would always come in first, and which ones would come trailing in last. Which ones would stand patiently to be milked, And which would need a soothing word, or would try and barge others out of the way and would need a reprimand? Ezekiel uses the language of shepherds and sheep in today's reading. Like Zephaniah, who we heard of last week, Ezekiel was a prophet to Judah in the southern kingdom. And it's a few years later now, but Jerusalem has been destroyed and the people are scattered or in exile. Now I look back a little bit earlier in this passage and Ezekiel has been criticising the leaders for failing in their duty as shepherds of the people. They had exploited the people and they'd profited from their leadership. Listen to this a bit earlier in verse 3. You eat the curds, clothe yourselves with the wool and slaughter the choice animals but you do not take care of the flock. You have not strengthened the weak or healed the sick or bound up the injured. You have not brought back the strays or searched for the lost. You have ruled them harshly and brutally. And so, this is where we start our reading today with those wonderful, encouraging words I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. God will take over looking after the flock because people hadn't made a very good job of it, to be frank. Verse 16, I will seek the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. What words of encouragement? We have a God that doesn't abandon the weak, or those who have strayed, even strayed from him, but seeks them out and heals and restores But what about the next part? But the sleek and strong I will destroy. Okay, not so easy. I will shepherd the flock with justice. I shall judge between one sheep and another because taking care of the sheep means making sure that all are treated fairly and looked after. Isn't that what justice is? Not letting people take advantage of others. Perhaps returning what's been stolen making amends, and that's God's very nature. God always desires to restore, to put things right, to see all of his flock flourish. There are some harsh accusations made. Is it not enough for you to drink clear water? Must you also muddy the rest with your feet? This verse really hit me. It made me think of our selfish use of resources in the West our disregard for the environment. We're getting better at it, but we've still got a long way to go. Not only do we feed and clothe ourselves well, but we destroy what other people need in the process. We take habitats from animals. I don't know if you saw... um, Blue Earth. No, Blue Planet, Blue Planet, thank you very much. And you saw all that plastic that was floating in the sea. That's the end result of some of the things that we do. We damage the earth and its ability to sustain life, risking leaving nothing for those who come after us. Are we pushing the poor and the weak, perhaps even unintentionally, out of the way to ensure that we have what we want? And as I say, it's probably not deliberately. We're so far removed from the effects of our lifestyles that we don't know what we're doing. And if you've ever tried to shop sustainably and to shop ethically, it's really hard to do. We don't always know what all the consequences of our actions are. As I was preparing for today, we were leading into Black Friday, In fact, we've been leading into Black Friday for over a week, which I thought was a bit strange. And I get the feeling it's going to go on for another week. Buy more. Don't you need this? Why not replace your TV? You deserve it. For what happens at the tail end of all those new purchases? What workers and communities have been exploited along the way? What environmental damage has been done that deprives others of basics like food and water. Not to mention those who are encouraged to buy what they can't afford and get into debt and enable others to profit from those debts. Today's passage is challenging. And it starts by attacking leaders for being bad shepherds, but it then moves on to the sheep and challenges them. It challenges all of us because in God's kingdom, We all take care of one another, and we all allow each to have what they need. We may not feel like fat, sleek sheep, but compared to many in the world, we are. But even if we are, should we be judged for that? That's not the question. The question is, did we get fat by pushing others out of the way, by putting our needs first? because you shove with flank and shoulder, butting all the weak sheep with your horns until you have driven them away. If you've seen animals at a feed trough, and I'm going to use a horse example here because I had a horse, Uh, if you see horses and you've just got one big pile of hay, there are some who will go shooting straight through to get in there first. They will kick out at all the others, and they won't let them back again until they've had their share. And the weak and the those that are lower down the pecking order, they may get something to eat, but it's right at the end if there's anything left over. We have to intervene to make sure that that doesn't happen. In the first letter to the Corinthians, Paul accuses even the church of doing this when they come together to share the Lord's Supper. As you eat, each of you goes ahead without waiting for anybody else. One remains hungry, while another gets drunk. We also had the budget this week, which is our country's way of redistributing the scales a bit, deciding who gets the share of what we produce and how we spend our joint money. The scandals about aggressive tax avoidance, seeking to build and protect personal wealth, are scandals because these can often be at the expense of others. And our social contract that we have in this country, our stated aims as a society to ensure, for example, that we provide education, healthcare, housing, infrastructure, and law and order. Our laws aim to protect people from being exploited, abused, or excluded. We're revisiting all of this as we approach Brexit. We're thinking about what sort of society do we want to be? What we hear in Ezekiel is God's heart for the poor and the weak, and the high standards that he sets for people's treatment of one another. I will shepherd them with justice. I wonder what justice looks like in your dealings this coming week at work or in the people that you will meet. What does justice look like? Jesus, as usual, takes this further. In Matthew 25, we hear, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Truly I tell you, whatever you did, for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So Jesus takes this further. Not only do we not push the weak and the poor out of the way in order to get what we want, but we go and we seek them out and try to bless them. We see God at work in just such circumstances. In fact, if you look at the Matthew passage, Jesus has harsh words who don't act like this, and he sends them away from him. And that's because if we want to follow Jesus... That is exactly where we will find him, with the hungry, the poor, the bereaved, the rejected, the sick, and the lonely. And that's the upside-downness of his kingdom. He turns around all the values of the world. So why all this talk of sheep and shepherds and justice? Today, we celebrate the feast of Christ the King we consider what sort of king Jesus is, what a good leader is like, what a good leader should be like. Not one who rules over, takes advantage of, and ignores the weak, but one who acts like a good shepherd, one who has acted as a good shepherd to each one of us, who seeks out the lost, binds up the injured, and ensures none are exploited or pushed out by others. So a God who is a king, but is also the good shepherd who takes care of the sheep. God who tells us that when we feed or clothe the poor, when we welcome the stranger, when we visit those who are lonely, we do this for Christ, but we also do it with Christ. God who invites us to share a meal with him, as we shall do later and who goes out to seek the strays and to bring them home to ensure that all of them are fed. Let's pray.